Welcome. You are listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here is your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us here on Facebook Live. So happy to have you with us. We're going to be uh, talking about this question, why is talking about money so hard? My name is Philip Leo. I am Church Communications Director here at Barnabas Foundation, and I am thrilled to be joined by Reverend Dave Denhan from Pastor Church Resources. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning, Phil. I think I jumped in a little early there a bit ago, but good morning to you. Thanks for this conversation. Yeah, thanks for taking time. I'm, I'm so appreciative. And I'm uh, super excited to be able to connect with Pastor Church Resources. Uh, and in our earlier conversations, I kept calling it Pastor Church Relations. And then you kindly right. and gently restored me to the proper uh, terminology. And I, was, I like Pastor Church Resources way better. Yeah, so, so glad to restore you, Phil. Happy <laughs> to be there for you. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to play around with this question, why is talking about so uh, money so hard? And we're going to be talking, of course, in a church context. And a little bit of the backstory here is that uh, Dave was at Inspire 2019, and I was there. Our booths were kind of close to each other. Yeah. And I think Dave was utterly and completely bored during some time when nobody was down in the uh, convention area. And as a last resort, he came down and was talking to me, right, Dave? That's that, that's how you remember it. I think that about covers it, Phil. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't look like you were either at the moment. You did, but at the moment, I thought, "Oh, Phil's got an opening. Maybe I'll slip in there." <laughs> uh, and we got to talking because uh, I think maybe I'd raised uh, Pastor Mary Hulse talk, uh, and she talked uh, very frankly about three topics: money, sex, and power in the church. Yeah. And uh, so we were talking about uh, what she had to say. And um, in particular, we're talking about uh, money and some of the challenges in the church. And then uh, sort of post that conversation, I reached out to Dave and wondered whether or not we might be able to have a, a similar conversation. So really uh, trying to take our cue from Pastor Mary Halston, try to have conversations about money in the church context. Um, so I'm thankful for, for the opportunity. Uh, of course, um, scripture, as you know, Dave, is, is replete with talk about money. Uh, if we think of Jesus' uh, teaching, his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, I'm always struck by the Apostle Paul, uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, those two chapters in which he uh, goes on at length about the offering that's being taken up for the churches or for the Christians in Jerusalem. And uh, so it's clear from Scripture, also I was thinking of uh, James, uh, what he has to say about money. It's clear from Scripture that money is not off the table. It's not uh, something that can't be talked about in a Christian context. So uh, let's talk a little bit, Dave, about why it ends up being challenging or seems to be challenging in today's context for the church. Yeah, such a good question. You know, Phil, I actually go back to the Old Testament as well. And every time I think God says, this is what I want you to sacrifice, and he names animals of various kinds and quantities, I think you and I should interpret that as uh, money, because that's what um, so often animals represented for the ancient Israelites. 
this is a huge investment for us in this cat or this uh, this bull or ram or whatever. And uh, for even in the Old Testament, God is concerned that his people recognize that all that they have belongs to him. Um, but going on to that question that you just asked, why is it so challenging? Um, you know, there are a number of topics that are more challenging than others to address from the pulpit. And, uh, and Mary talked about a few of those, sex and politics and uh, power and money, of course, is one of those topics. And I think it even gets more difficult the more direct that you get with your congregation about how they spend their money. So a conversation about how the church should behave or more generally how the church should spend its money, those are safer topics than when you get right into people's faces and hearts and, uh, and talk with them about what, um, how do they use their wallets or purses or what are the, the priorities that they have for their money. Mm -hmm. In our culture, I think money represents value and worth. We measure a person's worth by how much we pay them. So any conversation about money is going to be about more than money. It's, it's going to be about that, um, that way that we, we measure the worth of some one person or another. So it's a threatening topic, I think, especially, as I said, the more you direct that you get about how a person spends the money that they have. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so significant to me that um, when I talk to people in, in, in congregations, uh, we get to the topic of money. Wow, it's like all of a sudden everybody gets more serious. You know? right. Talking about how they measure their own worth and how they evaluate the worth of the things to which they'll give money, and the conversation about how do uh, how do your priorities kind of stack up against mine, and, and do they sync up with scripture? I mean, all that's all of that's threatening. Yeah, I what I. What I like about the conversation when it comes to our wallets and our checkbooks is um, I like thinking about the implications of the gospel. I like thinking about how this um, gospel of Jesus Christ uh, for us and to us and to the world uh, is all-encompassing and, and how it takes a lifetime to work out all of the implications of that and how it takes a lifetime to learn how to live uh, generously with what we've been blessed with. So I, I love thinking about these kinds of things. Um, so Dave, uh, of course, you've served uh, in local churches. I have too as a, pas as a pastor. Yeah. And um, so you know from firsthand experience, and so do I, some of the uh, pitfalls, some of the challenges that pastors are faced with in particular when it comes to talking about money. And, and, and I'm thinking here just in terms of church leaders who might be uh, listening in or, or pastors who uh, might be listening in, uh, this conversation could be something that could be shared with other church leaders because perhaps uh, this is uh, a question or a topic that uh, they haven't thought about from the pastor's perspective. So what are, what are, what are, what's some of the challenge related to pastors when it comes to talking about money? Yeah. The first thing, Phil, that I think about whenever I'm talking with a pastor about his sermon list, the things he wants to address for the coming year or next Sunday's sermon, you know, or anything like that. One of the things that comes up in my mind is, um, do you have the trust of your congregation? So when you approach a difficult topic, particularly, 
topics like um, sexual ethics or how do we engage uh, politics as Christians or how do we spend our money? That's just going to go a whole lot better if, um, as a pastor, you love your congregation, you know your congregation, and your congregation knows that you love them and knows that you understand their daily realities. You're not approaching this from some kind of an ivory tower, uh, that, that this is not purely theoretical for you as a pastor, as a human being, um, and, and that they can trust that you've walked a mile or two or ten in their shoes, and, um, and you're coming to them with knowledge, with full awareness of, uh, of their, daily, um, their daily content. I think that's huge. Do you have the trust of your people? Um, and the other, the other, one of the other challenges, of course, particularly in pastors uh, in, in uh, like a Christian Reformed Church setting or perhaps other denominational settings as well, is that in, when, when it comes time to making the budget every year, uh, the pastor's salary represents 25% uh, or maybe even more of the total budget package in many, many churches. So when a pastor is talking about money, um, sometimes it's hard to avoid the perception that their talk about money is actually a plea for people to be more generous with the church. So it can be seen by people as self-serving. And the, the pastor, whether that's the case or not, has to deal with that perception and, uh, and has to come to, to grips with uh, this reality. How do I make sure that I'm, I'm talking about money um, in, a way that, in a way that conveys that I am not looking for you to be generous with me particularly. I want you as a congregation member to be generous with God. That's, that's definitely a challenge. Um, yeah. You know, and the risk of being seen as, as hypocritical, people are always evaluating pastors and their spending habits and, you know, are they leaving lights on in the parsonage? <laughs> well, then I'm not so concerned about how they, you know, spend their money because they're obviously wasting hours. Right. Um, there's just all kinds of personal interpersonal dynamic stuff that enters in and all of that can be challenging to negotiate yeah you've described that really really well I, I, and and i hope that's helpful for uh mm. you know for other church leaders to hear that from a sort of a first person perspective from a pastor and it may be um i mean these may be some of the reasons why uh your pastor is hesitant or doesn't really talk about money that much um, I like the way you put it, Dave, too, when you were first talking about this issue in terms of um, trust. Uh, and I also heard you talking about um, it's a discipleship matter that, you know, as a, as a church leader, as a pastor, you've had to think through these issues related to your own wealth, too, and understand that it connects to their walk with Jesus, too, the same way it does with everybody else. You know, I think there's a real relatability factor there. Yeah, I think so. I think that's absolutely right. And Phil, maybe you think you, you thought about this with me as well, perhaps. Um, back in the day, you know, a, a generation or two of pastors ago, uh, the pastor's position, I think, was a little different than it is today. There was an automatic kind of respect afforded to the minister and what he said not always, but pretty generally what he said, I had to make sure my life was going to conform to that. I think today, that's a different ballgame. I think today, um, what I'm hearing in a sermon, uh, because of the way that I'm 
I'm, I'm grounded in some cultural ways of interpreting communications. I get to interpret to a much greater degree what a pastor says. Yeah. I get to say yes or no uh, at a much deeper level to what the pastor says than may have been the case 35, 45, 55, whatever years ago. That's a challenge too. Yeah. Yeah, right. That context makes it a lot, a lot more complex issue, doesn't it? It's not, uh, it's not as black and white. It's uh, a lot of shades of gray. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's talk a little bit strategies, resources. Of course, mm -hmm. um, I'm coming from Barnabas Foundation, so I have uh, resources in, uh, in mind as well. Uh, you are coming from a, from a pastor church resources perspective. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. What, what kinds of uh, strategies or resources uh, might we be able to just sort of list here? We're not trying to be comprehensive or say this is the end all, but let's just have a little conversation about that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't actually have a ton of resources related specifically to this topic of generosity or stewardship. But where we come in for pastors across the denomination is in those those relationships that they have to have of trust with the congregation and trust with the council. So our area of focus is, is going to be to help them develop that kind of trust, is, uh, is going to be to help them examine do they have that level of trust with people where they can broach thorny topics and have that go okay. You know? um, and we'll, we'll come into situations where um, pastors have, have spoken too much about Forty stuff, be it politics, sexual ethics, money, or whatever, and haven't balanced that with the grace um, that they need, that their congregations need to hear. So we'll come into, into, into churches where uh, pastors um, are being asked by councils, uh, could you do a little less of the phony stuff and a little more of the grace-filled stuff? Mm-hmm. And some pastors are, are attentive to that because they know that they don't know everything about the church. Their councils are people who you ought to listen to. But there are pastors out there who um, aren't so ready to listen. And the trouble just gets deeper and bigger um, because they insist, I've got to talk about politics. I've got to talk about this and that. I've got to talk about um, these uh, topics that challenge my people. Right. And if, and like you say, if the, if the relationship part of it, the trust part of it isn't there, then that becomes um, really problematic along the way. Yeah. You know, um, one of the, one of the resources, well, I'll just mention a couple in this context. One is uh, Barnabas Foundation has a really strong uh, relationship with financial shalom. And I, I won't detail all, um, all, all the offerings of financial shalom, but uh, just uh, suffice it to say, there's a lot of resource uh, for pastors and church leaders uh, through financial shalom and Barnabas Foundation. I help with that, with the uh, coaching part of that related to uh, church finances and personal finances. Uh, so um, there's a real resource there uh, related to um, uh, tools that can be used to talk about, to have conversations about wealth, uh, to have conversations about church finances, and even about uh, pastor finances. Um, so I'm so thankful for that. 
John Bolt and Holly Small. I work closely yeah. with them uh, right. with that. It's they're, they're tremendous um, tools available. Also, uh, Barnabas Foundation has a church stewardship survey. I think I was telling you about this at Inspire, Dave. That, yeah. um, and I won't go on about it either. But it's a, it's really easy to to use and to share with your church, um, and there's no cost to it. Uh, and what I like about it is it really sets the table nicely to be able to have some um, sort of eyeball to eyeball discussions around personal finances and church finances, which we don't otherwise do. So there are, there are, uh, there are tools and resources. There's um, all kinds of, uh, I guess, ways to get at these conversations and you're not alone in, in trying to have these talks. Let me put a plug in for that survey. Uh, I remember, Phil, and I think I might have mentioned this to you in Inspire. I remember doing the Barnabas Congregational Survey probably 10 years ago, maybe longer. Um, and it was, a, it was a big project. It was a significant project for us. And um, in our conversation at Inspire, you talked about, yeah, we recognized that. <laughs> at some point, we, we were hearing from churches who were saying, my word, this takes a lot of energy. Is right. there a is there a shorter, simpler, cleaner way that we can do this? And that's when you guys set about uh, producing the current um, iteration yeah. of the survey. That yeah. just seems to me to be a, a lot simpler, cleaner, nicer way for churches to engage really important and really, frankly, pretty tough topics. Yeah, it's, it is, if I do say so myself, it's, it's pretty slick, Dave. I, um, <laughs> so it's, just a, it's just a survey link that gets sent out, takes less than 10 minutes, uh, to complete for all your church members. Uh, we produce the reports and, and all that. So I could be a big commercial for it. Um, I really, really just want people to know that uh, it's available and it's free and it's uh, a really good tool. Um, so let's, let's try to land our plane here, Dave. Um, what's at stake if we fail um, as church leaders and as churches to have healthy, thoughtful conversations about finances, uh, personal and church finances. What, what, what's at stake? Yeah. You know, Phil, I think it's what's at stake is the credibility of the church. Um, I've, I've thought about this since um, we chatted a little bit uh, a couple of days ago. And I think if the church does not address real topics where people actually live, that the church's message more broadly uh, becomes easier and easier and easier to ignore. I think that's particularly true for generations today. Um, they are looking for authenticity in the church, particularly, and when they don't see it, they'll just walk. So if they if they see the church tackling hard topics like the ones that we've mentioned, sexual stuff, political stuff, money stuff, um, even if they don't necessarily agree where the church is coming from, and they're free to say that, and they will, I think there's a higher degree of respect for churches that will actually do the work, the hard work of engaging topics like this. Um, so that's one thing I would say. What's at stake? The credibility of the church. Um, the second thing that I would say is that if we don't talk about money, there's a significant missed opportunity in the area of discipleship. And maybe I'll illustrate it with a story from my own family. Uh, my daughter got married a couple of weeks ago. And I remember that uh, leading up to the wedding, she and her fiance had to have conversations about finances. 
Who would spend money on what? How would we organize our finances? One of the topics that came up is do we combine our financial lives and our checking account and our bank account and our credit cards? Or do we live separate financial lives? And uh, that separate option is more and more popular these days. Um, and that conversation was significant because I think they realized that if we are to be married and if we are to have important conversations together, and if we're to get somewhere in knowing one another and being known by each other, the financial piece has to be a part of that. And it's easier to do that when we are combining our assets, our finances, and so on, because that forces us to have conversations about our priorities. It forces us to have conversations about what, we, what matters to us, what things we think of as important or not. Likewise, in the church, if we're, if we're brave enough courageous enough and humble enough to enter into those important conversations about money and engage our congregation members in these topics, there's huge potential for discipleship. Um, when Jesus bids us to follow him, uh, Bonhoeffer said, he bids us to come and die. And, and I'm going to tweak that a little bit. When Jesus bids us to come and follow him, he says, take your wallet along and your purse along your stock, your bonds, your portfolio, all that stuff. It's, that becomes part of the conversation and you choose to follow after me. So that's discipleship. And yeah. uh, if we don't engage the topic, we're missing a huge opportunity for helping people understand what it really does mean to follow Christ, to trust his grace, and, to, and then also to commit all of our lives to him. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I love... Um, framing this in terms of discipleship and I love thinking about it in terms of um, growing uh, in our walk with Jesus as we learn to live with you know open hands and open hearts and offering um, all that we are and all that we have uh, in service uh, to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and um, um, so that's exciting I love that uh, Dave, I think we should do this again sometime. Uh, and uh, I'm, again, so appreciative of this conversation. I think um, we should try to be having more of these conversations uh, in contexts like this. Um, I want to mention to those who uh, either are or will watch this, uh, we'll make this available on YouTube. We'll make this available as a podcast. Um, it's an easy thing to share with other church leaders, uh, with people at your church, people who serve on your church council and say, here's a conversation that I listened to about, you know, why is it so hard to talk about money? Um, so please use this in that way. Uh, share it with someone. Um, I also want to mention, too, that uh, we, we do produce and send to every Christian Reformed Church a quarterly uh, newsletter called Generosity Today. It goes to every church office as an email. It uh, includes a PDF. Uh, it's about generosity. It's about money. It's about giving. And um, so there's a resource too for, for your congregations as well. And if I could just do one more plug uh, before we sign off here, Dave. Um, September 24 and 25, I'm really excited because in Grand Rapids at the Prince Center, we're going to be holding a Generous Church Pastors Summit. It's uh, sort of going to be paired with a member event that we're doing with uh, Barnabas Foundation members in uh, Grand Rapids called the, 
donor engagement, the golden years, we're going to be talking about uh, members at your church who are 75 years and older. And we're going to be talking about how they see the world, how they give, what their priorities are, and um, how to relate to them as they think about um, uh, making gifts to your church. Uh, we have a, a number of folks signed up already for this, uh, and I'm really excited to be in Grand Rapids on September 24 and 25. I'll post another invite on this uh, Facebook group uh, page, and uh, if you haven't signed up, uh, make sure you look, look out for it. Um, so I think that's it, Dave. All right. Hey, uh, just one more note, Bill. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear from folks. Um, what opportunities are there to talk about money uh, in connection with baptism or profession of faith or premarital counseling? There's got to be some great ideas out there. Be yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, if people have uh, ways that they're doing that and can share it with me, I can uh, put it on our church Facebook group and I can share with Dave. That's a great question, Dave. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.barnabasfoundation.com.